You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Greedy with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. The Nets win a game they had to, but it didn't really inspire a whole lot of confidence. It is Greeny. Chris Carlin, Chris Canty in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app and Sirius XM Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. We will get to Tiger Woods starting off in Augusta at 11.04 a.m. Eastern Time Get today. in the hole, Tiger. Get in the hole. Vegas about to make a whole lot of money on Tiger. I'm going to tell oh, you that. Oh, no doubt. I'm going to tell you no that doubt. right now. Plus, Major League Baseball starts today. But, Christopher, there is only one place to start. Here we go. Only one place to start. And that is off the Nets last night. They were down by 21 in the third quarter and came back to beat the Knicks. Wow. What a feat. (laughs) So impressive. We did it. Oh, my goodness. Chris, I almost hate myself. Well, I do hate myself in many ways. But I hate myself from this standpoint. You and I are sitting here a week and a half ago, not even, talking about the Nets being one of the two top teams in the Eastern Conference. And it really, last night watching that game, got me starting to question the Eastern Conference in general because I I looked at it and I saw a team that just was not all that impressive with what they're doing right now. And I think that we have overlooked some things about the Nets that we need to not overlook, especially how they play defense. Yeah, how they play defense is abysmal. They're 20th in defensive rating. And when we start talking about them being able to end the possession defensive rebounding, they're the worst in terms of rebound percentage. So that's a problem for the Nets if you're going to compete against the upper echelon teams in the Eastern Conference. And then beyond that, you're talking about the extra degree of difficulty because now the Nets have to go through the play-in tournament and you're talking about Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant playing heavy minutes the last couple of weeks just to position them to be in that 7-8 game as opposed to being in a 9-10 game. So you got to think that fatigue, attrition is going to catch up with this Nets group, even when they do get in an actual playoff series. And it's all been taken for granted. That's, that's my issue here, the fact that you're in this position. We know everything that's happened this year, and to me it's why it's made them a major disappointment. But all of that aside, you cannot be in a, a spot where you have to play these guys as much as you do right now just to make sure you're in, not in a 9-10 game. Just to make sure you're not a one-and-done potential. Like, that's how afraid of the situation they are. And when you watch how they play even prior to this, losing some of these games that they have lost, I'm blown away by the fact that this was a team, with James Harden, I know, that really should have had the expectation of winning a championship. And everything that's derailed them from Durant's injury to Kyrie and vaccination, all of that aside... They have absolutely treated this like it was just flip the switch and we're going to be fine. Yeah, how'd that work out for them last year? It didn't. And you start talking about the injuries playing a factor in them not being able to get past the Milwaukee Bucks. Remember Kyrie Irving turning his ankle on Giannis's foot, James Harden with the hamstring. That ended up cutting their season short. And I think they all 
looked at it as a situation where, well, all we need to do is have the guys that we're going to be relying on going into the postseason. doesn't matter what our seed is going to be. We're going to be capable of going on a run. But you have to factor in the actual toll, the, the physical workload that it's going to take for those guys to make sure that they position themselves to get in the tournament after all of the things that they've been dealing with this past regular season. So you're right. The fact that they've been trying to flip this light switch – I think that's going to be one of those things that comes back to bite them, especially when you start talking about teams like the Miami Heat, like the Milwaukee Bucks, that they might have to face early on in the playoffs. It's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. So here's the point. How confident can we be in them right now? I'm not terribly confident in them, and I don't want to be a flip-flopper, but just paying a little bit closer attention to some of the details of what's going on here has made me question what I believed a week ago. That maybe, just maybe, them taking the situation for granted and we collectively, because of the talent on the uh, on that roster, taking them for granted, maybe the belief just shouldn't be there based on the names on the page. Well, tell me who their first-round opponent is, and I'll tell you how confident I am in them. That's, I, that's what I it comes down to. I think there's only to. one team in the first round that, does not, that would be afraid of playing them, and that's the Sixers. I think the Sixers would be afraid of playing the Nets right now. If you're the Celtics, are you afraid of playing the Nets? I don't think so. Mm. I don't think so. Without Robert Williams, I would be a little bit concerned. I would be. I would be. I'm just saying I would be. I think if they draw the Celtics or the Sixers, I'm more confident in the Nets being able to go on a deep run than if they got to play the Milwaukee Bucks off the gate. I I, I don't think I'm beating the Celtics. i got to be honest. They're not going to beat the Bucks. They're not going to beat the Bucs. No, they're not. And the Miami Heat, are, the Heat are never uh, just... Well, they a, don't have to worry about the Heat because yeah. the, heat, the Heat are going to be the number one seed. So, right. So we're assuming that if they're able to take care of their business, the game against Cleveland... And but can, then, can I assume all that? Like, can I assume anything well, with them? This is my other point. Well, well, yeah, you're right. It's hard to assign any degree of success to the Brooklyn Nets because they've been so up and down, even with Kyrie and KD playing heavy minutes. But... Assuming they can beat Cleveland, get the 7-8 game on their home court by beating Cleveland and the Pacers, then I feel like they'll be locked into that 7 seed. So you're talking about them playing against the second-best team in the East, and there's a log jam at 2-3-4 and four in terms of who's going to be that number two seed. So it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. But again, my confidence level determined is based on who their opponent is going to be. Like, that's where I'm at with the Brooklyn Nets. There are going to be some teams that they could potentially face that I have full confidence that they can outscore. They can outscore the Boston Celtics. They can outscore the Philadelphia 76ers. Let me tell you who they're not going to outscore. The Milwaukee Bucks. It ain't no. going to happen. No. We ju- and we just saw that movie. No. I also believe, to that point, twofold. Number one, outscoring is problematic. When Kyrie Irving is on the floor, they are one of, and I think I may have even heard the stat in the last day or two, so I don't want to give it as, as fact, but they are as bad defensively as you can be when Kyrie is on the floor. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just has no interest in it. And that's why the, the strategy of outscoring bothers me from the point of view that they're not going to defend nearly enough to even give themselves a chance. Like, that's their only chance yeah. to win. And then secondly, think about what we're saying here. Well, our, our degree of confidence, both of us, depends on their opponent. Should that be the case with a team with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving on it? No, it shouldn't be, but that's where they're at. And Kyrie Irving is the reason that they're in that place. Because James Harden should be a part of the fold, but he's not. And we all know why. It's because Kyrie refused to get vaccinated. And that uncertainty is what led James Harden 
to wanting out of the Brooklyn Nets. He wanted to get out of this situation, go down the turnpike with his good buddy Daryl Morey, and at the time, the front runner for MVP in Joel Embiid. Why? Because that's somebody that he can depend on. That's a superstar that he knows is going to be there. I, I, in a couple of weeks, Chris, I have a feeling that we're going to be talking about major decision time with the Nets, and it's going to be talked about more than it should have been because – you're going to have the issue with, with Kyrie and his extension, and it's going to be around $250 million for five years. Ooh. Think about that. $250 million for five years. That's ugly. If you're Josiah or Sean Marks, that is ugly. That, that's ugly. Do that's you have ugly. a choice? Because think I, about it. If they lose in the first round, I'm going to give them $250 million? And if I'm – Kevin Durant's got to be kicking himself. Like, if, if Durant had all of this to do over again, would he have come here and tied himself to Kyrie? That's a great question. I don't only, think he only Kevin Durant can answer that. But here's yeah. the thing: I, we get ourselves in trouble when we say, "Well, it was the pandemic. This is a once in a lifetime event that happened." People forget that before this past season, the year before, Kyrie Irving went AWOL from the team for a couple of weeks, and nobody yeah. knew where he was. Yeah, no, nobody knew where he was. He showed up on a Zoom call for a DA candidate for the city of New York, and he showed up at a nightclub for a birthday party for his sister and his father. Chris, I mean, I mean, so you, you just never know what the thing is going to be to take Kyrie Irving away from basketball when the priority should be trying to help Kevin Durant and his team compete at the highest level. We've all that's got- the uncertainty, the 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 situation that w- would make me uncomfortable if I'm Sean Marks in doling out that contract extension. But to your point, Sean Marks might not have a choice because that might be what Kevin Durant wants. And think about, but to me, like, think about that. That, first of all, we all have that friend. We all have that guy, that person in our lives. It's always something. There's, it's, it's always, always something. something. It's yep. always something. And Kyrie is that person in Durant's life right now. If you're Durant, do you want that? I, I, I don't know if I want that. I, I really have to look long and hard at this. Now, if the Nets get on a run, there's not going to be a discussion to be had here. But I am just so far from convinced today that they are going to go on a run. I, Carl, I in the la- Carl, in the last two weeks, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are averaging over 40 minutes a game in their 500. Yeah. That's their record. So I, I, don't, like, I don't know how we can say that this team is poised to go on a championship run, especially what we're seeing with some of the teams at the top of the Eastern Conference. And just going back and taking a look at the Nets in their matchups with the Boston Celtics this year, I want to say they're 1-3 against the Celtics. You're right. If that's the draw, the first round of the playoffs – I don't know how confident I am that they're going to beat Boston. I don't. Even with the first-year head coach, Inidoku, I don't know that the Brooklyn Nets are going to be able to get that done. I, I just don't. Especially the way the Celtics defend. Since the calendar has turned to 2022, they're the best defensive team in the entire NBA. At some point, if you're Brooklyn, you've got to be able to stop people. And they haven't shown the, the ability to do that. And we also know that once we get into the playoffs – the way the game is officiated changes, things that get a little bit tighter. All of a sudden, you're not talking about scores of 130 to 125. The game gets a little bit tighter. I'm not sure that the Brooklyn Nets want to find themselves in that kind of situation, given what we've seen from them defensively this year. Canty's Takes brought to you by 303 Products. 303 Products have your number. With a full line of premium protectants and cleaners, they have everything you need to keep your car looking new, longer we are just getting started baseball season just getting started that in just a little while including one guy who is unbelievably excited to get the call 
on opening day. This has been Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Up next, though, apparently, Chris, some hosts around here have an issue with one of my takes out of nowhere. We're going to tell them Shots fired? Well, we're going to tell them why they're wrong. Okay. At the very least, I'll try to do it in as much of a cordial way as I can. Is that the way we want to go about it? No. Okay, yeah. Exactly. Carlin, Canty, filling in for green. We mean that with all disrespect. <laughs> On ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. So yesterday you and I were discussing the Lakers and the Nets and who would be the bigger disappointment this year uh, based on what's happened. Lakers, we know, have already been eliminated. Thanks for the reminder, by the way. I appreciate that. The next few minutes might be a little bit painful for you. Okay. As a Laker fan. Might be a little bit painful. Uh, But I did contend that the bigger disappointment would be the Nets if they lost in round one. Not even the play-in, in round one. Because of how this was all set up from the beginning of the year and how everything played out and what they were built for at the beginning of the year. So the fellas in KJM didn't really... Take well to it, starting with Jay Williams. Chris Carlin's did wrong. It couldn't be worse. It couldn't be worse because, first off, when KD went down, they were the best team in the East. Their record was reflective of them being the best team in the East with James Harden, with Kyrie playing part-time. James Harden leaving with Kyrie playing part-time and Kevin Durant's injury is why they dropped out of the race. Now, they're still an assassin type of team, but losing James Harden, I think, almost, and Kyrie being part-time for most of the year gives them somewhat of a pass. I don't buy that one bit. Well, yeah, two of the three were self-inflicted, right? With yeah. With Kyrie Irving being unvaccinated and then James Harden wanted out. Like, that. those are things that are within the team's control. Now, Kevin Durant's injury isn't, but Kevin Durant still has played in a lot of games. What, he's played in 52 games? Yeah. And yet you're talking about the Brooklyn Nets being in the eighth spot in the Eastern Conference. Jimmy Butler has played in 55 games. The Miami Heat 
are in the number one spot in the conference. So I, I hear where Jay is coming from as far as that's concerned, but to me that's not an excuse. It's an indictment on what K, KD and Kyrie have tried to put together over the course of the last three years. When they made that decision in free agency to make Brooklyn their home, I don't think these two guys did a great job of establishing the kind of culture that it's going to take to compete at a championship level, even though both of them are champions in their own right. Well, Kyrie, you mentioned a few minutes ago about him taking two weeks off last year. This year, if you ever had any doubt, he has proven that the most important thing to him, outside of family, obviously, is not basketball. He has other priorities in his life that are much more important to him. And by the way, with him back full-time, again, as you pointed out, haven't been great. The beginning of the year, the Nets were the betting favorite to win the championship. The Lakers are always a favorite, uh, are always, the expectations are always there because of the Lakers. I'm not going to argue that, but that doesn't make them a bigger disappointment this year. So here's Keyshawn on, on this very topic. Keyshawn, I consider you a rational Lakers fan. Am I? I I mean, the little I, I know, know so far. You're giving me a lot of credit. <laughs> All right. The little I know of you so far. Okay. You seem to be a rational Lakers fan. I take offense to that, though. The little that you know of me, and we've well, been working I mean, together for three years. I and, Well, together, I mean, we haven't spent a lot of time together. We went and watched a Lakers game together. We will. Okay. okay. All right. I, okay. But if you listen to Keyshawn... It's a little beyond, put it this way, you're more rational than Keyshawn. How about that? Okay, I'll take that. Take a I'll listen. take that. Take a listen. <laughs> it's the Lakers. So that expectation is always championship. It's always boom or bust. The Nets got a little bit of a room, a little bit of a runway, because Kyrie's coming back. KD's coming back. We assume Ben Simmons is going to get healthy. And if they get bounced in the first round, they got next year. We trying to get rid of either AD. We trying to get rid of Westbrook. But that's and clear. LeBron's getting a little bit older. So you think about it as a Laker fan, we don't have a runway. Oh, just stop. It's just it's stop. When we talk about what this was for the Nets and how they built this, this was supposed to be a team that was a dynasty team for several years. And they haven't ju- done Jack Squadoosh yet. And that is a major disappointment. And... You're going to make all these these assumptions. Well, they got KD back. Nobody is disputing that KD is, if not, he probably is the best player on the planet right now. Mm -hmm. And then you're talking about Kyrie. Okay, he's a terrific player, but there are major deficiencies there that are going to cost you. And then we're going to talk about assuming Ben Simmons. Dude, I'm not assuming Ben Simmons ever going to play the game again. Yeah, That's first the way it is. We, we don't know about Ben Simmons' mental health and his mental state. Well, we also don't know about that back injury, too. So to assume that you're going to see Ben Simmons at some point during this playoff run is absolutely asinine. But the one thing I will say is this, Carlin. I'm with them in terms of who the bigger disappointment is. I think my Lakers by far are a bigger disappointment because they're the team that's eliminated. At least the Brooklyn Nets have an opportunity to be in the playoffs, and then we'll see what happens. But if to they, me, the Nets, that's as good as that, for the Nets to be in the, just be in the playoffs and be out. That's as good as being eliminated. Well, here's the thing. I mean, it just depends on what happens with the first round, the team that they draw first. The only thing that KD and Kyrie have accomplished of any note is what they did last year, the first round, when they bounced the Boston Celtics in five games. That's it. They won one playoff series in the three years they've been together in Brooklyn. When are all the championships supposed to start coming? Because we got to acknowledge 
Kevin Durant left a much better basketball situation in Golden State to come start his own thing. And the assumption was that they would be able to compete at a high level and win championships like he was doing in Golden State. So far, we're not seeing any signs of that. So I don't know when that's supposed to start. So from that perspective, it's a massive disappointment. But I don't know if it's as big as what we're seeing with the Los Angeles Lakers. Anytime you have LeBron James on that team, there are expectations to compete for a championship. Anthony Davis, when he's healthy, one of the best big men in all of basketball. And then they made a move to bring over Russell Westbrook, a former MVP. The fact that this team not only is not going to be in the playoffs, they're not even going to be in the play-in that's a massive disappointment. Nobody could have expected that a LeBron James-led team would be 17 games under 500. Nobody saw that coming. Chris Carlin, Chris Canty, in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. To your point, to be fair, whenever LeBron James is on your team, you are going to be one of the favorites to win a championship. Case in point, since his last year, the first time around in Cleveland, so it's 13 years, his team has been the betting favorite to win a championship eight times. Mm. That's because he's there. But there was a healthy skepticism among, I would say, 75% of people who were fans of the league when LeBron brought in Russell Westbrook and said, really? Like, that's where we're going to go? Like, you see that as the key to what we're doing here? And that, to me, is where some of those expectations dropped off a little bit. Whereas for the Nets, that never dropped off until the Kyrie stuff started, and and he wasn't playing uh, part time at the beginning of the year. He played part, you know. Remember they didn't want him to be a part time player, and then they did when they needed him because of injuries, and then the whole Harden mess fell apart. And I mean, think about this: how disappointing is it when one of the superstars who has only been there a year says, "You know what? My better chance to win about an hour and a half down the road in Philly." Yeah, that's an indictment on Kevin Durant and Kyrie. But then you see those moments of brilliance where, like Kyrie went off for 40 points the other night or like Kevin Durant last night going for a 32-point triple-double, it makes you want to believe that this Brooklyn Nets team is actually capable of turning it on just because of how immensely talented those two guys are. You're talking about maybe one of the most skilled duos the NBA has ever seen. So to discount them and say that if they get in the playoffs, that they're probably going to be one and done, I'm not comfortable saying that unless you're talking about them squaring off against the Milwaukee Bucks because I just believe the Bucks are that much better than everybody else in the Eastern Conference field. Is LeBron already trying to get his way out of town? We're going to tell you why that might be possible from his own words in 30 seconds. For all the ones who get it done, Granger is here for you, and they're always there to help. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, along with 24-7 support experience staff and curbside pickup at over 250 local branches. And you can get free access to product specialists ready to help you track down hard-to-find items. Plus, Granger's commitment to being your safety partner can help you and your facilities stay safe and your people safer. Call 1-800-GRANGER, click Granger.com, or just stop by. So, HBO's The Shop, Uninterrupted, which I always enjoy watching. Yeah. It's, it's great with LeBron. And LeBron was asked about uh, the active players that he most wants to play with in a clip uh, that was released on Wednesday. And here is the quote. Steph Curry is the one I want to play with. 
I love everything about that guy. When he gets out of his car, you better guard him right from the moment he pulls up to the arena. (laughs) No lies told as far as how dangerous Steph Curry is. The greatest shooter the game of basketball has ever seen. And I don't even think that's hyperbole. I just think that's a matter of fact now. But let me tell you what's not going to happen. Steph Curry and LeBron James somehow, some way playing together. Not at this stage of the game. Like, there's no way that the Golden State Warriors are blowing up their team for LeBron James to come in and be a part of them trying to go on a championship run. Don't see it happening. Well, you're not the only one. Here's Steph Curry. You know what? Hey, he might want to play with you next weekend now. That is phenomenal. When did he say that? Was that on the shop? Yeah. I guess the latest one, yeah. (laughs) Well, he got got his wish. He's the captain. He's picked me the last two uh, All-Star games. So I don't know if that suffices, but I'm good right now. How does that make you feel, though? Yeah, right now. I mean, whenever you get the uh, the interest or curiosity of what it would be like to play with a, arguably a, you know, MVP kind of caliber dude like he is and one of the greatest of all time, cool. Like, it's amazing. Right. Um, we all can live in that fantasy world, though. <laughs> that was on 95-7, the game in San Francisco. Bruh, let me tell you something. When you say I'm good right now and we can all live in that fantasy world, let me tell you what's not going to happen. Steph Curry trying to trying to push the Golden State Warriors brass in order to make a move for LeBron James. It's, it's, just, it's just not going to happen, Carlin. And this speaks to the conversation that we had a little bit yesterday about what the Los Angeles Lakers need to do, and if LeBron James was serious about competing for more championships, what could be the possible landing spots for him? And I just don't think there are that many out there in comparison to when he was a free agent a few years ago just because he's not the same player. He's not. And Golden State has done it their way for some time. And you might say, well, they've been banged up. They're getting older. Maybe they need to look at some other things. That is not what they need to look at. No, That is not what they need to look at if they are trying to uh, get back and win another championship. And uh, listen, I still have a lot of faith in Golden State right now. They're, they are yeah. they are always for me, even, even though we have seen the injuries and, and issues they have gone through. They are always for me that team that until they are dead, I will not believe it. Yeah, they're one of the five teams that I think have a chance of winning an NBA title this year. I think Golden State is right there with the Memphis Grizzlies, the Phoenix Suns, the Milwaukee Bucks, and I'm, I'm not going to discount the Brooklyn Nets, but those would be the five teams that I would say have a legitimate chance at actually winning a title this year. I, I would say that's Assume, Assuming health. I, I would say that's fair. Yeah. I would say that's absolutely fair. Just to get one other perspective on it, here's Brian Windhorst, ESPN NBA reporter, on LeBron and Steph playing together. This is something that's gone back to before last season. Uh, Steph was a pretty serious rival of LeBron's, and all of a sudden he changed his tone, and I think it was related to the fact that Steph was an upcoming free agent. Subsequently, he signed a massive contract to pretty much end his career in Golden State, so I'm not so focused on that. Um, I'm sure they'd love to play together, but it's not functional, to be honest with you. It's just not happening. No, it's not happening. Now, Brian Windhorst did go on to say that Luka Doncic is somebody that would be LeBron would be interested in trying to pair up with and play with. We'll see what happens with that. But, Carlin, we know that LeBron James is not just going to live in any city because he has interests off the basketball court. And in order to you know, achieve that end, it's kind of got to be in L.A. Yeah. or nearby. So, I, 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 again, I don't think LeBron James is going anywhere this offseason, 
but he might be the only guy on the Lakers roster that we can say that about. Try the $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk Wireless with nationwide 5G on America's best network. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Then there's Adam Silver, who was speaking yesterday and was asked about if he was concerned about players who were trying to force trades out of town just to get out. And he didn't really seem all that concerned by that, but was a lot more concerned about his stars sitting out. We didn't have discussions about trade demands per se. Um, Greater concern to me is a trend of star players not participating in a full complement of games. And I, I think that's something we, together with the Player Association, need to address. There have only been five players who have played in every game this year, and that is the fewest in a season in NBA history. None of them on the star level. Best player of the group would be Michael Bridge, or Mike, Mikel Bridges. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, Sadiq Bey's on that list. There are stars who are playing at the, at the level of... 70 plus games. You know, Jason Tatum's going to, I think he's played 75 games. He's played plenty. Embiid's played north of 65. You've had plenty of guys who have. Is this a massive, massive issue right now for teams? Or if you were to ask the fan, would you rather have your team uh, play your superstar 60 games and get further in the postseason or play them 70 plus games, 75 games? But then you might be out in the first round because you're wearing out. Well, I think the fan is going to say, I want my guy to be in position to compete for a championship, but I don't want him sitting out at a game that I have a ticket to. I think that's what it ultimately comes down to. And this is Adam Silver having the awareness and understanding that this is a product that folks plan on showing up for, pay good money for. And for those guys not to be on the court, it's a little bit of a blow to the fan base. But you also understand the player's perspective in all of this, Carlin, which is I'm going to be judged on how many championships I compete for and win. And this started with LeBron James over a decade ago, and I think it's just going to continue to be the way of the world when it comes to the upper echelon of players in the NBA. These guys are thinking about what do I need to do to make sure that I'm at my best when my best is required, that being the playoffs. And so if it means sitting out a dozen games – If it means sitting out 20 games, then so be it. I'm going to do that to position myself to make sure that I'm ready to go on a championship run. I'll tell you, the only thing that would bother me, and it's not even the people who are the full-season ticket holders. It's not even people who are the half-season ticket holders. Uh, A few years ago, when I was working in Philadelphia, I bought a 10-game package for the Sixers. Yep. I would have been very bummed out if you told me that in four of those 10 games, I'm not going to see Embiid or I'm not going to see James Harden if he had been there for an entire season. That's really, when it, when we're talking about spending that level of money, and certainly for the people that have the single game tickets that go and you know may only be able to go to one or two games a year and then you show up and you find out LeBron's not playing, like, it, it's been an issue for a while. I'm wondering, even though the the numbers say what they are, if it's still going to be nearly as bad or even worse going forward. Well, here's the thing. Adam Silver is saying this because I think he wants the fans to understand that he gets where they're coming from. 
But at the same time, it's not like the NBA is going to reduce the number of games in the regular season so all of the guys can play in them. That's not going to happen. They're not giving back money to the television companies. They're not going to do that. And the players aren't going to sign off on that. So I don't know that there's anything to be done. I don't know that there's any fix when it comes to the conversations that Silver is going to have with the MBPA. I just don't see Michelle Roberts and that group of guys saying, you know what, we're going to eliminate guys sitting out of games. Because you can't tell a professional athlete that their body doesn't need the rest. You can't tell a guy that he's not hurt. And so when you, get, when you start getting into that territory, there's a, there's a little bit of a gray area, and I think that that's just something that Adam Silver is going to have to accept. Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive can protect your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, ATV, RV, and more. In short, a lot of things. Bundle today at Progressive.com. In moments, a week away from the 75th anniversary of one of the most important days in Major League Baseball history. We're going to hear from one Major League Baseball superstar who will tell us what Jackie Robinson means to him. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Baseball season starting today. This is a pretty sweet Words. It is Carlin and Canty in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, also on Sirius XM Channel 80 and on the ESPN app. Every April 15th is a special day in baseball, but this year it is the 75th anniversary of Jackie Robinson shattering the color barrier and setting the stage for momentous change in society. Now, many of the biggest names in baseball history followed in Robinson's footsteps, but the number of African-Americans in the game has dwindled. Today, a current black star reflects on race, Robinson, and being a game-changer in his own right. Part of our series, Black History Always. We know what 42 means. type of player he was, type of person he was. You know how he shifted the culture. If it wasn't for him, then I wouldn't be putting his big league uniform on. You walk through those doors, I mean, you don't really see a lot of black guys. It's hard because, you know, the people around you can't relate. Yeah, they're relatable with baseball ways, but I needed more so culture relatable. And so that part was tough on me. 
took me a while to, you know, get comfortable in my skin. I didn't really have friends in baseball, you know. Most of my friends played basketball or football and, or did other things. I only chose baseball because I had a, a, a million things going on at home outside of, you know, sports. And baseball was just another outlet for me not to go home to, you know, not be able to be around bad things. And that's why I play the way I do. Uh, I play with a lot of passion, a lot of energy. It's a cool sport. I mean, only if you make it cool. When you come into a game that's been boring for so long and you do something different, then that's going to mm -hmm. shake up, you know, shake up some people. Tim crushes this ball. He throws the bat. The ball goes flying. It is gone. My biggest thing was when I did the backflip, people didn't like that. But you got to understand, you know, I come from a culture where there's a lot of passion, a lot of excitement. People don't really know what I've been through to kind of get to where I am today. So, you know, all that, all that was just balled up into excitement. And, uh, you know, for me to, for to do that, that kind of echoed around, you know, the game of baseball. And now you see where we are today. I mean, that's what we're promoting. We're promoting let the kids play. We're promoting bat flips. And uh, I'm glad that, it, you know, it's helping the game, you know, move and shift. Uh, and kind of, you know, make, making people, you know, look at themselves and kind of open up and, and, and be open a little bit more. You got to think about where I play at. I'm on, on the south side where most of those kids are African-American. So, you know, they look up to me and, and for me to be in, that, in the position that I'm in, you know, I think it's only right that I be relatable to them. Talking about black people in, in the game of baseball, it kind of it's kind of tough, you know, because most black, black people don't play the game. I'm definitely, you know, thankful just to be able to be open a little bit and let you guys into how I'm feeling and what, what Jackie Robinson meant to me. Every black kid should be thankful and grateful for everything that he went through, everything that he did. He left a huge mark, and it's still going. Powerful words from White Sox shortstop Tim Anderson, one of the real uh, superstars in the game right now. And, you know, you see a guy like that play and the, and the way he plays, and then you hear him talk about it, and the impact that, that Jackie continues to have. A, w a week from now, you get to celebrate that, but it really gets celebrated every day. No doubt about it. And we should all be celebrating it, not just the black players that are in baseball. And, and so I think that's a tremendous opportunity for everybody to reflect on the journey that the game has gone through in terms of integration and being able to change the fabric of American sports in general, just with Jackie Robinson's contribution. Well, Tim Anderson continues to be one of the real, real good guys in the game and one of the real good players in the game looking for another big season. His White Sox, one of the favorites in the American League and certainly to win the American League Central. So much more coming on Greeny, including Buster Olney later next hour, 35 minutes from now on opening day and how baseball plans to honor Jackie Robinson on the 15th. That is seven, eight days away from right now. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.